eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease, fresh installs and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own? Look to your left, look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Thursday, October 22nd, and we are here, ready to answer your questions. Don't forget, if you've got any sort of financial issue on your mind, shoot us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And don't forget to tell us whether you'd be willing and eager to come and join us through the phone lines. It's not really the phone, but it is a miracle of technology. And we would love to hear your voices. So when you send those questions, if you want to be on the air with us, please just let us know. Mark will arrange for that. All right. This is from Sue, who is talking about Roth investing. And she says, thank you for all the great advice and information you provide between your show and your newsletter. I appreciate all that you give. It's inspiring. Well, that's nice to say. Thank you. Okay. Sue goes on. I'm planning to retire next summer at age 57 and move from Alaska to the lower 48. This will be postponed retirement where I won't start taking my retirement until I'm 60 to avoid a reduction in the amount of the pension, which will be 25 grand a year. It's annoyed me that the investments are proportional in the thrift savings plan to some of my Roth, which is in the G fund. Once I leave my job, I'd like to roll my Roth thrift savings plan to a Roth IRA. It will be about $275,000. My question, what should I consider investing that Roth money in? All right, let's hear more. So we got, remember the pension, 25 grand a year, right? 275 grand that's going to be in a Roth IRA. No debt. The house is going to be sold at about 400 grand. 1.8 million bucks in retirement accounts. Oh my God, half in Roth, 1.3 million in a brokerage and other accounts, 180 of that in cash. Holy smokes. She says, we're pretty diversified. We're aggressive, 75% stocks. We have no debt spending less with COVID and our kids having graduated college. My husband's military retirement covers our expenses. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. What a story. I plan to do and spend more in retirement. My husband, same age, hasn't decided if he will work, but probably will look for a job. Thanks so much. So really, your only question is about the Roth. It sounds like you got plenty of money. You, you're going to, between your pension and your husband's pension, you're going to have plenty of income. It's funny, you've got all this money that's invested. You must have a game plan for that investment account. And it's like you have uh, other stuff. So um, this is like a, a pretty amazing story. I personally like to keep it simple. So I would try to keep the money where the other accounts are. 
Okay. Patty says, I read in a recent Ed Slot uh, material that you shouldn't put non-retirement accounts in the same trust as retirement accounts. Why is that? Because they have different tax ID numbers. You know, you don't need to put a retirement account in a trust, first of all. So you wouldn't want to, and you will have very specific ways to distribute your retirement accounts through beneficiaries. And so you never, ever, ever, ever do that. Ed is right. When it, when something has essentially taxable and non-taxable features, you don't mix them ever. Okay, good. Oh my God. Already I got a note here. I'm like, my stomach hurts. This is subject matter, fighting with the wife. Uh-oh. Here we go. James writes, I've been listening to your show for a few months. My question is simple. I have a few credit cards. One is a card I owe $1,900 on. One I owe $1,000 on. One is a credit union, $4,500. I've been playing with a cash app. I've got a thousand bucks invested, puts money in there. My wife says it's smarter to pay off the credit cards than play in the stock game. I do it more for entertainment than anything else. Do you agree with her? Yes, I do. Again, your wife is right. Let me do that again. Your wife is right. Your wife is right. Listen to your wife. Yes, paying off debt is smarter than investing. And you really shouldn't do that. I'm not even reading anything else. Pay off the credit cards. Do not invest until you pay off the credit cards. Uh, Ryan says, my wife and I are both in our mid-30s with differing investment. What is this like, Mark, the, the couples podcast? <laughs> My wife and I are both in our mid-30s. We've got different investment styles. She chose a target date fund and it's aggressive. 10% allocation in bonds. My portfolio is ultra aggressive and includes a mix of individual stocks, no bonds. First of all, you're both ultra aggressive and I think you're both nuts. She thinks he's nuts. I think they're both nuts. But whatever, you know, you can take the ride, take the ride. I know reduced volatility is the reason for having bonds. I don't see a reason to care. I have a high risk tolerance. And he says, I think 10% allocation in bonds for her is dead money. You know what? When sometimes I get an email like this, I know I'm not going to convince anybody. You're going to go balls to the wall and you're going to take on the risk. Fine, but leave her alone. If she's fine with this, with her portfolio, leave it alone. You're both too aggressive for me. I mean, I, I have like a stomachache reading these. Okay, here is an email from Valerie who wrote, I just wanted to drop a thank you and make you aware that your interview with Gail King, this was on CBS this morning, concerning wills and powers of attorney caused me to stop procrastinating. Oh my God, this makes me so happy. My mother is 76 years old. She had not taken the initiative to get it done. After your interview with Gail King, the procrastination ceased. We contacted an attorney, scheduled an appointment to get it done. It is done and on its way to the safe deposit box. Please share the above information with Gail. It's because both of you that it's no longer a thought. Have a good and godly day, Valerie. Oh, Valerie, thank you so much. I'm so happy and proud of you. So that's, it's so hard to do. I know. It's just the worst thing to contemplate death, but it's done now and the relief is palpable. So thank you for writing, Valerie. It means a lot to us. Um, oh, isn't this so nice? Last weekend, we did an interview with Nathan Sheets, The Economist, and William, or now Bill, writes, excellent interview, fair and non-political, refreshing. The show is great. Oh, that is so nice, Bill. Thank you for writing that. I love that interview. I, I wrote a whole article about 
that interview because I found him to be so interesting and really helped me understand some of the issues that are, uh, you know, sort of uh, surrounding the election. All right, that's it for this show, the Thursday show under our belts. As always, wash your hands, wear your masks, maintain your physical distancing, and lift somebody up today. Don't forget, if you've got any questions, shoot us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.